Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, The Look of Adultery. America has a porn problem. It is reported that one in five mobile searches are for pornography. The professing church has a porn problem. Again, it is reported that one in seven pastors use porn on a regular basis. And many people see nothing wrong with porn. Many young people believe that not recycling is actually a worse sin than viewing porn. But what did Jesus say? In Matthew 5, 27 through 28, Jesus shows that adultery is not merely a physical matter, but a spiritual matter of the heart. Matthew 5, 27, Jesus says, You have heard it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. This was an accurate accounting of the seventh commandment as found in Exodus 20, verse 14 and Deuteronomy 5, 18, which simply said, you shall not commit adultery. Adultery is a specific sexual sin regarding marital unfaithfulness. It is to be sexually unfaithful to your marriage partner. The sexual union denotes the two shall become one flesh. But marriage is more than just a sexual union. Just because people have sex does not mean they are married. In the eyes of God, when people get married, God performs a spiritual union in which he joins them together. In Matthew 19, 6, Jesus said, quote, What God has joined together, let not man separate. This is God's doing, and it is not to be separated by man. Thus, marriage is an act of God. God is involved, and that makes it serious. What makes marriage to be marriage, biblically speaking, is that it is a covenant relationship between a man and a woman. Contracts are made between people, but a covenant relationship brings God into the equation. A covenant relationship is one in which, in which one makes a binding commitment before God and is thereafter accountable to God for it. Malachi 2.14 To make a covenant in the Old Testament literally meant to cut a covenant. The people would cut animals up and make an aisle formed by dead animal parts. The parties of the covenant would then walk together between the bloody pieces, signifying, quote, If I don't keep my part, may God cause this to happen to me. Compare Jeremiah 34, 18. A covenant was a sacred binding commitment, which one was responsible to keep before God on pain of death for violation. It is for this reason that under the Mosaic law in the Old Testament, the penalty for adultery was death. Leviticus 20, verse 10. Adultery is serious, and because of how it violates the innocent party, that is true. But even more important, it is deadly serious because it violates a covenant commitment made before God. Remember, in context, Jesus is addressing disciples who have a relationship with God. The Jews had respect for the seventh commandment on a physical level, but they had figured out ways to get around the legislation against adultery. You could lust all day, and you're considered okay, just as long as you never actually committed physical adultery. But Jesus said this, Matthew 5, 28, 
But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Jesus presented a higher standard. Jesus said it's not enough to merely refrain from the actual physical act of adultery. One must also abstain from even lusting after a woman in the heart. Jesus takes it deeper into the realm of the heart. True, one is commanded not to commit physical adultery, but beyond that, Jesus says to even lust for a woman who is not your wife is to commit adultery with her in the heart. Before God, one is guilty of adultery long before the actual act. Even the desire to have sex with a woman, not your wife, is to be guilty of adultery in the heart. The real, de- the real deeper issue is that of the heart. William MacDonald says, The law forbade the act of adultery. Jesus forbids the desire. A major problem for the whole of society is that pornography is everywhere. The Bible says the lust of the eyes defines the world. It's what the world is all about. 1 John 2, 15 and 16. Proverbs 27, 20 says, Hell and destruction are never full. So the eyes of man are never satisfied. It has well been said you can't help the first look, but you are accountable for the second one. True. But the problem today is that society more and more holds this right in our face. It's a constant thing. That's not an excuse, but it is a reality. If you use social media at all, you are going to have to deal with this. So how can we live a life pleasing to God in the context of a pornified society? Number one, fill the heart with God's word. Psalm 119.9-11 says, How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart. This is required. A wholehearted commitment. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Jerry Bridges said, God's word must be so strongly fixed in our minds that it becomes the dominant influence of our thoughts, our attitudes, and our actions. Amen. Number two, stay close to the throne of grace. Hebrews 4, 15, and 16 says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Number three, be intimately involved in the fellowship of accountability with God's people. Hebrews 10, 24, 25. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. And so much more as you see the day approaching. And finally, number four, make no provision for the flesh. Romans 13, 13, and 14, let us, not, let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision. Make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. The Bible calls us to holy living. Pure religion before God is to keep oneself unspotted from the world. James 1, 27. Our very sanctification is to live lives of sexual purity. 1 Thessalonians 4, 
Verse 3, let us not be conformed to the world, rather let us constantly be renewing our mind. Sanctification not only has to do with deeds, but also with our thoughts. As the culture becomes coarser and coarser, let us get closer and closer to God and his children. Warren Wearsby shares the following story. When we visited Mammoth Cave in Kentucky, I was impressed with the maze of tunnels and the dense darkness when the lights were turned off. When we got to the pulpit rock, the man in charge of the tour gave a five-word sermon from it. Stay close to your guide. For these dark times, that is good counsel indeed. Don't wander off into the dark by yourself. Stay close to your guide, the good shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the only safe place to be. Lord, again, we thank you for your word. And Lord, uh, the Jews kind of had an outward religion, uh, outward conformity, uh, legalistic conformity to the, the, the law. But Lord, you took it deeper. Uh, it's about the heart. It's about the heart. Uh, adultery is first and foremost a matter of the heart. Yeah, then it works its way out in physical deeds. But really, it starts with the heart. And so, Lord, we thank you for this teaching. Help us to guard our hearts. Uh, out of it are the issues of life, as it says in Proverbs. So again, we thank you for your word. Help us to live according to the word by the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.